0: Give me a moment's peace and take out that trash. We pay taxes for people to come and take the garbage. Hey,
1: listen, Greenie, no more sneaking rides to the junkyard. Yeah, man. Take a taxi when you want to go to the
0: junkyard. Hello and welcome to Hot Trash Unlimited, the show where me, Caleb, and me, Joe, talk about movies and decide whether or not they are hot trash. We are joined today for a second time on the podcast by our friend...
1: Oh, Alex, I didn't realize I'll I was introducing myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like fine. two seconds of dead air, though. I, I mean, it's fine. Oh, I cut
0: so much we dead, dead air. Cut a lot of dead air. Oh, it's basically well. most of what we cut. Well, I think you cut
1: breaths too. Yeah, I cut a lot of. I cut a lot of. <sighs> Yes.
0: The deep sign that will come uh, when Alex begins to talk about what we saw this week. Which oh, I was, can talk
1: about the deep sides,
0: Alex, <laughs> what did we see this week?
1: We saw Dr. Strange. Dr. Sheep. Dr. Sheen. We Dr. Slumber.
0: We saw Poppy Obi-Wan in the Overlook Hotel. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, but we have seen Dr.
0: Sleep by the legendary, the to magical, you. the obsession of my Octobers. Mike Flanagan.
1: Specifically Octobers. No other time of the year whatsoever.
0: Your magic. Like me. I don't know about magic. I always called it the Shining. (laughs) The world is a hungry place. A dangerous place. These people... They hurt people
1: like us. These empty the devils, they'll eat what shines.
0: Alex, you were going to dip early. Do you want to get into your feelings about this movie before oh, I, before I explain my long and torrent relationship I like you have with to. Mike Flanigan? I wasn't
1: necessarily going to dip early. I just probably won't talk this entire time. Um, <laughs> let's get into Doctor Sleep just stuff did, first but, uh, so that you can go into your Mike Flanagan abusive relationship. Are
0: you sure? Because both are going to be very long. That's fine. <laughs> Synopsisize me, Joe.
1: Okay. Um. Hey, y'all remember The Shining? Because Mike Flanagan sure does. This is a sequel to The Shining. I have not seen this movie. Preface: The Shining. Not Dr. Sleep. I did. See doctor believe, unfortunately. Yeah. Wait. So I want to know how lost, like, were you at? Oh my lord! Were, okay, because like <laughs> that first hour, because I've only, I mean, I've seen the movie twice, and so I know it like fairly well. For me, it was like easy to pick up on stuff, even that like didn't seem obvious to me. I kept leaning and so over, like I was became... just wondering what was going on in your head, like that entire time. It became a running joke throughout the movie where I'd just lean over to Caleb and go, "Hey." Is that fridge from the Shining or something along those lines? I heard a few of those for like a while. <laughs> they picked up towards the end again.
0: Well, and, yeah. The and,
1: end the end dives into it very hard.
0: Yeah, and that's the kind of disappointing thing is that this is a good continuation of like Danny and the themes of like alcoholism from the from the first one, but then it just goes into You remember the blood elevator? <laughs> it's it's the blood sure elevator know. you
1: remember when they kept getting lost in that maze
0: the maze is back
1: oh with those very specific quick shots hey, you remember, remember. You remember the, axe, the fireman's axe oh hey it's back in the case for some reason hey, hey you remember the most famous <laughs> shot of the movie in case you didn't we're gonna recreate it real quick
0: mm. you remember the ghosts except we're gonna leave out the weirdest and most interesting ghost They didn't put the dog man in here. There's a dog man? There is a part where, I think it's Shelley Duvall, is running through the the hotel, and she sees this door. And it's this guy sitting on a bed, and kneeling before him is a man in a dog suit.
1: And they didn't put it in. All right. Dude, you know what's weird? I remember that scene, but I don't remember what he looked like. (laughs) I just want the next Stephen King movie we see to also have a naked old lady. Because we're two for two. Yeah, but right the now.
0: the the one from it was clearly aping off of the one from The Shining. But we haven't, we still haven't really fully synopsized you, this.
1: You go, you go first. I can't explain this movie because I didn't understand what was going on for the first hour. All
0: right, so this picks up after The Shining. Danny is dealing with all the ghosts who are coming back and trying to eat him. So he's talking to Scatman Crothers, and he tells him to make boxes, and he does, and. It seems like things are going well, but then we cut to him, and uh, should I say, we cut to Obi Wan, yes, who is stealing money from a from a crack addict,
1: and then, okay, what was on the bed? Was it weed? I thought there there, there was there, coke somewhere. Okay, no, there was, there was, coke, a, lot yeah, of there was a lot of cocaine of somewhere. No, I was like, they, this is definitely a they Steven wake Tink. up. <laughs> they wake up. We're, they're naked. We get a glimpse of his booty. Mm-hmm. And but he looks at the bed. He's like, oh, like. I She's, think,
0: oh, it's flies, because he sees flies oh, when they okay.
1: yeah. Oh, okay, I... Oh, yeah. Nice touch, Mike Flanagan. <laughs> Solid choice, very proud.
0: Then he goes to a town in New Hampshire. He meets up with a dude from Hobbs and Shaw, who... Uh, Vaguely
1: Samoan character.
0: Yeah, gets him, gets him into him Oh, AMA. that
1: guy. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I was wondering who you were talking about.
0: Gets him into AMA, gets him into... Uh, an apartment with a plot convenient chalkboard. Um, And then eight years later, uh, after he talks to Gerald from Gerald's game, he uh, he's doing well. He's helping pass old people on. And he has made a psychic friend in a young girl with uh, immense powers. All the while, Rebecca Ferguson and her uh, like,
1: Rose the Hat.
0: Rose the Hat.
1: You will refer to her as such.
0: Uh who may not or her may slave not name. <laughs> Rose the Hat who may or may not be Irish, depending on the scene. Oh my god. Uh and her band of not. Yeah, they're called the Not. They're like psychic vampire people. And the basic gist is they, they're they chasing down the special girl, and uh, Danny has to help her and face the shining uh, the shining Once demons, more. Uh, the ghosts in
1: his brain. But this time it's not metaphorical. <laughs> it's a very real, tangible thing in this movie. <laughs> so is that one of the things
0: that bothered you the most?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, big time. I mean, like, if you want to go into that... There's just so much in just all of that that I hated. I mean, I hate like the whole like breathing thing and like breathing in dead people or whatever. It was just the goofiest thing. It looked awful. I I don't. I don't like the movie either. I don't. I don't necessarily agree or disagree with that point. Yeah. That was one of the things where I was just like, okay, that's what this movie does. Okay, I guess so. Yeah, like, I mean, it just, it was goofy. That's just what I just don't like about it. It irked me.
0: I was thinking that throughout. You know, the strength of The Shining is that it is completely up
1: in the air. Like, who knows? completely psychological.
0: Who knows what any of that stuff is? I'm not sure uh, Stanley Kubrick did. And I think that's part of the beauty of it. This, though, if you're going to do a sequel, you kind of have to tackle some of that stuff especially since the sequel is derived from a sequel book and the book is not as metaphorical as the movie. (laughs) Like, the book is just, or it is metaphorical. It is alcoholism. But, like, the movie can be alcoholism and then a billion other things. (laughs) And also the demons in my head.
1: (laughs) So, you know, the movie is a sequel to the book, but visually a sequel to the movie is apparently what they said. Well, Well, there's a book sequel, right? Yeah, there's there's also just one long book. No, 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 no. It right. is a, book, is a sequel book sequel that, and the yeah. movie is based off of the book sequel. Yes, yes. Okay,
0: but there are enough differences in the movie version that,
1: like, because I'm pretty sure. For instance, the Rooster Teeth sponsorship.
0: Well, I'm pretty sure Wait, that the hotel burns down at the end of The Shining.
1: Yeah, and I think so it does. like
0: they're clearly having their cake and eating it too, which is fine. I haven't read the book because it's a Stephen King book.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Performances. Question mark?
0: I feel like every time I open my mouth, I'm gonna go on a long rant. (laughs) So y'all, y'all talk first.
1: Uh, Yeah, yeah. (sighs) I think everybody's doing like behind with what they're given. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously an issue with the writing. There were some times where, like, I heard Ewan's voice come through a little, a little bit. Not so much in the middle, weirdly enough, but in like the beginning. What accents Uh, wise? Yeah, yeah. Uh, It was like a tad. Yeah, no. Okay. when, compared to the like, he, the, he had certain moments. Compared Rebecca to Ferguson, Hat Girl, yeah, yeah. Rose, Rose, she that had hat. it bad. She was just straight up a different accent every scene. I know, I, I wasn't. It, it I, was distracting to the point where I was like, okay, they're clearly like a band of merry travelers who have been a while, like a bit around for a while. So yeah. I can take them having an accent because they don't have to necessarily be American. Yeah. But it just didn't matter. It didn't matter what scene she was in. She was. Like, I'm gonna do it with this voice.
0: I yeah. have a no prize for this. Okay, so she's originally from Ireland, makes sense. But now that she's been in America for hundreds of years she has adapted her accent that happens with people in shorter amounts of time yes it's a dumb no prize sure but I think it's more forgivable than Ewan's, which does come out at very odd times.
1: <laughs> Rose the Hat's pretty entertaining. I don't know what what is she, what is her game for the most part. She was better than the others, I think, simply because like you know she was actually written into stuff. Like I, I think, was wondering for most yeah. of the movie how they were gonna do with like twelve people or whatever they had. That's another part I don't <laughs> like. killed them I, off. That's wait, what you don't, they don't do. like the, you don't like the killing scene? Oh no, the killing scene was great. <laughs> I just think it's Cause like oh, we had one time hour. And, like, i excited. <laughs> oh yeah, we've had an hour and a half A movie. Still don't know what's going on with these people and they're dead now. I think Ava's the worst.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. I
1: think she's I I I don't That's know fair. if it's her
0: fault. Okay, prop comedy moment real quick. Hold on.
1: <laughs> what? Are you getting a hat? Wait, what what, what is this? I don't know what's going on. It's an on. audio-only podcast. Why do you have prop comedy?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let me open up my tome of notes on Mike Flanagan's career. <laughs> Here we go.
1: Welcome so, to Librarian uh, ASMR. Point
0: 197. Uh, Mike Flanagan should not, but continues to work with child actors. <laughs> he has never had a good child performance in his movies, yet. Yet, they keep showing up. I love you, Mike Flanagan,
1: but why? That was a yeah, good bit. That, that was be better than I thought you were All doing the kids were actually good. awful. Now that I think about it. They were all awful. I could, uh, like... How I dare like, you? Number 19 was a shining performance. I <laughs> oh, in... No pun intended, but there it is.
0: <laughs> and you said you weren't going to add anything to the episode. I'm here. <laughs> no. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of those performances where, like, they're clearly directing kids like adults because they only know how to direct adults. Mm. I actually think number 19 was okay.
1: Uh, he screamed pretty well. Yeah. And that's him walking true. next to corn. Wasn't great. No, no. But
0: <laughs> Hey, he, he sounded terrified.
1: Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And like, sure. that's,
0: that's, that's hopefully a hard thing for a kid to play. So yeah. Props where they
1: due. Abra Abra was just awful. Oh yeah. She, yeah. Nope. <laughs> I feel like she thought she was playing a superhero. <laughs>
0: Well, and I think her character does think that. I think, you know, she obviously has an obsession with magic, mm-hmm. and she refers to her thing as magic. She has the ruby thing. Do you want to talk about that? And then I'll talk about why I think that's a good thing.
1: Wait, the ruby thing? So, you remember in the 2011 time frame at the beginning, when it's yeah. like four-year-old her, Yeah. and there's a part where they, they kind of zoom out to her nightstand, and there's like an action figure. on the Yeah, table. yeah, I saw the action figure. And they figure. focused on it yeah for some reason i was like i recognize that thing that is like an actual oh that was an actual thing that's an actual thing did you notice it was a poster on her wall i'm getting there i'm getting there oh okay they got to 2019 there's a bunch of ruby posters that show i got obsessed with for like a month it's a rooster teeth show oh that's what you were talking about (laughs) yes huh and then when she goes into rose the hat's mind and she has the green wig that's the character. That's a character from the That's show. That's what that was? Yes. <laughs> oh, it's I was weird. so lo- Yeah. Well I got completely lost. Wait, what when she didn't have the eyes? Yeah. I mean she has eye, the character has eyes, but the, the wig and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So
0: I think I hated that. <laughs> all right. Mike Flanagan. Let's have her sit down
1: again. <laughs> Um, Listen up, Mike.
0: (laughs) So you do great things that I think you don't see through all the way. One of these is that, like, I think this is a really good character moment. It shows that she is using
1: uh, this this idol as an
0: avatar. Like, you know, if someone tried to come into my mind as a kid, I would have pretended to be Batman or Yoda or someone like that. It would have been Yoda. But I wanted to show different examples. But yes, it would have been Yoda. (laughs) I like the subtlety of it. But there are a lot of people who don't know who Ruby, what Ruby is.
1: Oh, yeah. I am raising my hand right now.
0: Arguably, a lot of people who are going to this because they like The Shining don't know what Ruby is.
1: I am I am the one person in that theater where I was like, hey, Ruby. And I, I don't usually notice set design like that well, because I mean, it wasn't set design.
0: Well, no, it is set design. It just happens to be good set design. It just he doesn't contextualize it quite well enough for the demographic of the audience. Weird, That's putting
1: it so nicely. It made no sense whatsoever.
0: (laughs) But you also don't know what Ruby is.
1: Yeah, I know. That's what I mean. I'm hoping Rooster Teeth got a fat paycheck out out of that. Maybe not a fat one, but a solid one.
0: Alex, do you have more ranting to do? (sighs)
1: Should we just skip to the third act? No, no. I have a lot more. Oh, okay. Oh, boy but I'm wondering if you can. Oh, so I got to in the first two. See, when... I... No,
0: no, you can go all over, but I'm wondering if you can, your rants okay. can naturally segue into my. Rose the Hat getting eaten out of her dream I don't know is hilarious.
1: If... <laughs> We're getting what? Yeeted out of her dream <laughs> where she tackles her own body. That was straight up just a shooting star <laughs> meme without the music. That was amazing. Mike Flanagan. There's going to be an edit of that in like three weeks on YouTube. Mike Flanagan
0: point number three.
1: Third. Third.
0: The third point. Mike Flanagan, don't use special effects ever. <laughs> They're never good. And you know, I kind of respect this. I don't think he cares if they're good or not. I think he's just like, this is what I need to do for this part of the movie. I care about the characters and the horror. Like, this is just a means to an end. He treats special effects the way George Lucas treats people. They're just a (laughs) means to an end.
1: could have said Stanley Kubrick and really tied it together. Did you Um, notice when they were in the hotel, Obi-Wan's holding the axe and it's just such a clear green screen shot where it's like, ah, here's that layer where we just popped him right there on the steps. I actually didn't notice that, but I think it's solely because I was distracted by how big the axe (laughs) handle was. It was comically big. I don't know. I mean, I haven't held many axes. It might be normal. It looked huge. It was like half the he had size of his body. a very wide stance with it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he was Yeah, he was also doing like a power stance. Yeah. <laughs> but you
0: have to assert dominance <laughs> in your psychic battles of will. Ugh.
1: The one thing that immediately comes to mind, and it's not a rant, it's more of just like a something I thought while in the mo- movie theater. They are in like an absurd number of states throughout this whole thing. Oh, yeah. All there of them. There are. <laughs> I mean... Not literally, but um, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, th- we are at least in Colorado, Florida. Iowa, New Hampshire, Florida.
1: Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Massachusetts.
0: And think of all the ones they have to drive through to get to those places. Yeah. It's a lot.
1: Not Maine, surprisingly.
0: So I like The Shining. I would argue... That it's possibly the best horror movie ever made. People uh,
1: would agree with you on top of many lists.
0: Oh yeah, I'm not saying that's a controversial statement at all.
1: Listen, guys, I got kind of a wacky <laughs> opinion here, Yo, hot trash, hot take right here, guys.
0: Um, and I don't care at all how they make a sequel out of it because who cares? It's 30 years later. The Shining's still going to be The Shining. Let's let's try new things, right? And I feel like, for the most part, this does a good job of advancing that story. And I think that this is Mike Flanagan's best movie. I don't like most of his movies, so that's not saying a lot. But I feel like there is some just quality stuff here. Most of the stuff with Danny dealing with his alcoholism is really good. I think that they have some creative uses of psychic powers in this that are interesting. I really like the scene where... Abra has been captured by the crow and they're in the car and he's kind of laying out his philosophy. I think that's really interesting. I really like Rebecca Ferguson's performance, Irish accent or no, I think she's really dynamic. She also fulfills uh well, number one on the Mike Flanagan checklist, the dark haired lady of indeterminate age, which is in every single one of his films. <laughs> It's like Hitchcock with blondes. It's this is Mike Flanagan's thing. But Mike Flanagan always, always plays with me in just the cruelest ways. I'm all on board for you, Mike Flanagan. I want you to succeed. Please keep making movies. This bombed. But please, just you don't need money to make movies. You've proved that. (laughs) This movie is paced.
1: So poor. Oh my. Why it's, does it yeah. need to be two and a half hours? It, it oh, doesn't. It doesn't need to be two and a half hours. I got your answer right there for I'm you. I'm just bud. saying. The first hour, my head was melting. I, I looked at my phone because I thought it had been like an hour and a half and it had been 48 minutes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you cannot direct children as as we have previously discussed. I feel like while you have interesting ideas. A lot of the times you can't tie those down to an interesting reality. I also think that you should never make a movie, a sequel
1: to a movie you appreciate again, because oh my word, you appreciate the shining just a little bit too much. You know, at the
0: beginning I'm like, okay, this is going well, this is going well. And then you start to show your true colors with the scene in the office. With Bruce Greenwood I'm like why are you in the office from the from the Overlook Hotel what symbolism is that None because guess what there's no clear symbolism in The Shining that 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 office has been analyzed to death there are, it is the foundation of so many of the Shining theories but guess what no one really knows what it means because it's The Shining.
1: But Mike Flanagan does. <laughs> but,
0: but like, does he? Master like, what are you trying to tell me? I don't know. But I'm like, I kind of feel like you just put that in because it's The Shining reference. And then we get most of the movie. And it's fine. So, what about a bang? We get to The Overlook. And it is just reference after reference. And guess what? Mike, I love you. But if I wanted to watch The Shining, <laughs> I'd watch The Shining. <laughs> This feels like you don't like I,
1: how the end just relives a bunch of the scenes. And
0: <laughs> I have not seen this movie, but I have a feeling it's very similar. Uh, Ready Player One has an extended sequence in The Shining,
1: and I'm kind it's of getting similar, similar vibes. <laughs> no, just in the
0: sense that this is a fanboy playing in his little cage. Oh,
1: that's fair. Yeah,
0: right. Like Steven Spielberg was a good friend of good Family friend of crew. Stanley Kubrick. He's like, well, let me pay homage.
1: The difference is it works really well in Ready Player One because everything gets referenced like that. This whole movie is built around that.
0: Also, maybe don't have so many members that or characters that you're clearly
1: just gonna kill off.
0: So many of these characters are just (laughs) cannon fodder. The character, yeah, no, that's what I named. (laughs) He's the nicest person in the world,
1: therefore he must die. I love that you've always understood me, right? (laughs) I love that
0: shootout scene. That's great. I love in horror movies when we just get like very visceral physical violence. That's why in it, my favorite scene is when they beat him with lead pipes because like, it's funny to see a demon be beat by lead pipes. It's also just like satisfying to see a bunch of psychics get shot, right? Like there's nothing they can do to those bullets. They're dead, but all those characters were clearly there to die. I I'm so confused. And why did you leave off the dog ghost? That was the coolest ghost.
1: I'm so this conf- hotel
0: full of ghosts and there are like seven there. Okay. Bastard.
1: <laughs> I'm so confused on the immortal people and their goal. Their goal is to live long.
0: Live long and eat, eat well. Eat, eat
1: well. Let's make more of these people instead of eating them. Well, they're trying to build a community. Well, but They're a they, cult.
0: Well, how would they- They make, all have
1: to drink the Kool-Aid. How would
0: they make more people?
1: Well, they're doing what they did to that blonde they, girl. They on the took first blonde they girl, girl for some reason of... because yeah, she was because good at seducing men, I guess.
0: Yeah, she was useful to their,
1: to their not. And then, am I to believe that in all these years that these people have lived, no one's attacked them or anything? Well, Obi-Wan and Samoan were the first people to do it. No one's crashed their car and died. Yeah. Their RV camper hasn't come into an unexpected roadblock and hit a deer. Maybe literally oh, any possibly yes. possible way that an outside force could have killed them. Yes. just Hadn't in like 3000 yeah. years.
0: Well, I mean, I think but, the movie leaves room open for those possibilities. It doesn't show us because that would be boring if it went through every contingency with these characters. I, I
1: don't need, we're pretty good at living, living long and eating well, but then a simple gunshot is all it takes.
0: Oh yeah. They are people. They're not the ghosts. They are people.
1: Yeah. But are they? Because Mike Flanagan didn't answer if they were or not.
0: Oh, they definitely are. They're definitely people.
1: I mean, yeah, they're mortal. Yeah. I mean, I guess so. It's just that
0: they shine and they've figured out how to, you know, hack the system. Why did Danny die at the end? Because uh, the cycle continues, right? Like Scatman Crothers died to save him and he's. I got it to after save... the
1: fact when they literally started the cycle over. Yeah. I didn't understand why. This is the end of Danny's personal quest. Well, it's him confronting his demons. It's him
0: destroying them. But is he destroying them because
1: they're back now? Just Abra has them.
0: Also, I have to say, I'm not going to be a purist when it comes to the shining, except when I want the dog ghost in, but, um, (laughs) the lady, I, I very rarely get scared in horror movies. The naked old lady creeped me mm. the heck out the first time I saw
1: it. because the of Shining or in this movie? In The in Shining. The shining. Okay. Because
0: of how it's shot. Like, it's how it's shot and how it's presented. Because it holds off on, it's an old creepy decaying woman. Right? In this one, we see her so much that I kind of so just much. feel like okay, there you are again. And plus we just are in it. So it's kind of funny. Yeah. But like when when you see her at the end and she goes in, she just looks so happy. It's know, like, oh, she... I get a new friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not an evil ghost. I helped
1: you all along. She's a visitor. Remember, put she's me in like a box. stop visiting. It's like one
0: of the four times I've gotten scared at a movie and Mike Flanagan decides to take that away from me. Hey, but to be fair, one of the other four times was in one of his movies. So I guess he does. I guess like
1: Mike Flanagan, Mike Flanagan, take it (laughs) away. away. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, the, 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 the recasting. Yeah. Yeah, I I I liked it. I liked it too. I was a little confused in the beginning when it was just Danny. Mm -hmm. Cause like, I guess they just shot it like the exact same way. A lot of it looks like they almost just like cleaned up the footage or at least that's what I was questioning at first.
0: Some of it did. And they, then I
1: realized, oh, no, they just shot it, like, literally the exact same way. Whenever
0: you see a face, I think that's kind of when it
1: yeah changes. I meant specifically, like, while he was riding the mm-hmm. tricycle. Yeah.
0: Which also, it's really cool to just see how far film has come, or that was a revolutionary shot in Steadicam when The Shining came out, and now it's like, yeah, we normal. See, <laughs> yeah, we see that all the time. <laughs> yeah,
1: I liked it. I'm glad we didn't, we, I guess, you know, Mike Flanagan doesn't have money, so... That's why we didn't get a bunch of de aging going on,
0: or he just decided it was a better call. Which yeah, I think I think, I think it, he, is.
1: it is a better call because I'm I'm tired of the gimmick of de aging already.
0: Like, sure, that guy doesn't look exactly like Jack Nicholson, but it works a story. for
1: the scene. <laughs> I told Caleb this story. So the character's name is Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack. Jack shows up. They're they're not showing him for a little while. I was like, oh, I guess he's talking to his dad. And then he shows up and he's in a suit and like I'm Lloyd the bartender. And I was like, oh. I guess there's a character named Lloyd the bartender and he just so happens to look like Jack Nicholson. (laughs) there is. That's a very famous scene from The First Shining because it's just like, he's encountering something that's not like overtly crazy, Mm -hmm. I guess. And he's just talking to this one guy at the bar. But does it look like him? No. No, no, no. It's a completely
0: different guy, but it's like he's taken Lloyd's place.
1: Okay. I was just like, oh, I guess he, I guess... He just looks like the bartender. I was like, no, I thought no, no, it was no, no, Jack. No. He I, looks completely different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because
0: he doesn't look, he doesn't look like Jack Nicholson enough.
1: Yeah. That I got with a question this you, yeah. for a little bit. Yeah.
0: Though. It's like, he kind of looks like Jack Nicholson. They certainly tried the on the casting.
1: <laughs> and I think the, the eyebrows, I think
0: the guy has some of like his mannerisms and vocal things down, but like, he's not, Nicholson he's Nickelodeon right like he's he's diet Jack Nicholson
1: can can that please just be my new like scale or spectrum for anything ain't Nicholson but he is Nickelodeon Nickelodeon to Nicholson where does this lie the Shelley Duvall
0: one I don't think was I think that was distracting but that's because Shelley Duvall is such a unique like looking and performing actress the Scatman is one was absolutely great this feels very Stephen King in a way that a lot of his adaptations don't. I can feel the way his mind works and like the formulation of these characters. I don't know how accurate this is to the book, but I found that to be interesting.
1: You're a regular old doctor sleep, aren't you?
0: Number uh, 37 on the Mike <laughs> Flanagan checklist. Subtlety, uh, where is it? <laughs> <laughs> um, Should I get into my torrent love affair with uh,
1: Mike Yeah, Flanagan? before we give a rating, sure, go for it. All right, y'all.
0: So a few Octobers ago, I was in film school. I was, uh, I was wanting to like brush up on horror because I hadn't seen a ton of it. I'm sorry. horrors. horror. <laughs> uh, I, I came up with this plan. I came up with a list of 30 horror movies. I wanted to watch in October leading up to Halloween where I would watch another horror movie that I liked probably the shining. I ended up not doing that cause I didn't get through all 30, but that kind of created a tradition where I made a Halloween <laughs> watch list. And I went through that first year. Two of the films on there uh, were unknowingly both Mike Flanagan movies.
1: Oculus uh, and Ouija. Oculus
0: and Hush. Oh. So I watched those, and I had a surprising experience with both of them. I was like, okay, I really like the concepts behind this and the ideas, but something made it fall flat. And then I realized, oh, this was the same director. Interesting. And then I noticed, oh, wait, he has a movie out right now, Ouija Origin of Evil. (laughs) So I went with my friend and by this time I was, I was beginning my interest and Ouija just kind of kind of brought it full circle into a, a deep something for Mike Flanagan. <laughs> and ever since. Don't today, know
1: what it was, but believe me it was <laughs> deep.
0: I just have to say, y'all, I've seen probably like seven Mike Flanagan movies. Uh, I've liked definitively liked one in the sense that like, This one's good. I enjoyed it all the way through. It's competently made. I will never watch this again because it does not interest me in the same way that every other (laughs) Mike Flanagan movie does. That was before I wake. Yeah, sure. Go ahead and watch those. If you're going to watch a Mike Flanagan movie, it's either going to be this or Dr. Sleep. But guess what? I'm going to be sitting down with Ouija Origin of Evil again because, guys, (laughs) he is a director who... He's not a bad director. He's made good things uh, from what I've seen of House on Haunted Hill on uh, Netflix. It's really good. Uh, he did I'm a good job. House. But man, guys, man, when he gets stuff wrong, he gets stuff so wrong. <laughs> and when he gets stuff right, it's so interesting. And I'm rooting for him. I'm cheering. It's like he's my child, right? Like, man, <laughs> Go, Mike Flanagan, go! Man, he's playing baseball, and I really want him to hit a home run. He does it. He's holding holding the bat. He's holding the bat upside down and he's facing the wrong way and he's afraid of the ball. So he flinches every time it comes towards him. But man, he swings for the fences and I appreciate that. And I say all this and I feel guilty because one of these days I really do want to sit down and talk to Mike Flanagan because I have a lot of respect for how he keeps making movies how he's just a dedicated filmmaker, how he started in like making stuff on a DSLR and like build his way up to having deals with Netflix and making movies with Ewan McGregor in terms of just like the grind. He's, he's a guy who I have a lot of respect for. And I think he makes a lot of interesting creative decisions. I would love to talk to him about like his shots, about like how he uses geography of like spaces in his film. But guess what? I'm afraid that he'll hear this one day. And he'll be like, no, this guy, this guy just like craps on all my stuff. (laughs) But more, but more, I'm afraid that he'll hear this and be like, "Eh." and then go about his day and never think of me again. (laughs) Notice me, Mike Flanagan. Notice me. (laughs) That's my Mike Flanagan story. All right.
1: So hot trash or not. Caleb.
0: Uh, I hold my turn.
1: Bad, awful, <laughs> genuinely horrible.
0: <laughs> I think I love this movie. Oh no! <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> I was I couldn't tell your reaction coming out of the theater. You had the biggest he grin on your him face, so but much. then you kept complaining about stuff. <laughs> understand? Which that. has also been him during this podcast this entire I time. I know. To be fair, but <laughs> understand. This has been the
0: last four years of me with Mike Flanagan, guys. <laughs> This is the most Mike Flanagan experience I've had with a Mike Flanagan movie. (laughs) This is peak Mike Flanagan. This is why I say it's his best movie. Besides Before I Wake, this gets closest to being the best movie he's ever made. And it's better than Before I Wake because I actually want to watch it again. But it also has all of the problems with Mike Flanagan movies. And I kind of love it. It's kind of become a sick, twisted, sadistic thing for me. (laughs) Guys, I I think what I'm saying is that, that I need help.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, Welcome to Mike Flanagan Anonymous. <laughs> you two are my best eight friends. You later, guys you gotta got to help me here. <laughs> I'm eight years sober of Mike Flanagan movies. <laughs> <laughs> I no, just no. Caleb, know. we no, love when you, I, we support you Alright, we're gonna get you through this We're gonna I, get you some help <laughs> When I go
0: back to the AMC the AMC, uh, that I saw Ouija You, Orchard of Evil at and I go up to the bar Mike Flankin's gonna be there and he's gonna pour me a whiskey and I'm gonna chug it down <laughs> <laughs>